You're listening to the Greek's Gridiron, live with Ethan Haristadoulou. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Greek's Gridiron. I am Ethan Haristadoulou, and today is the day I am doing my preview for Super Bowl 57 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. It's been a long two weeks as we've waited for this game. The excitement is really starting to build. I know I'm looking forward to the game. I hope you are as well. And I want you all to go ahead right now and jump into that comment section before I start diving into everything. Let me know your score prediction. Who do you think is going to win? Give me your thoughts on some of the betting odds. What are some of the keys to the game and things that you'll be looking at as this game unfolds on Sunday. There's a lot to get into, a lot to talk about, and I would love to hear from you all. So make sure you do that before we dive in. But without further ado, let's jump right into things, shall we? We have the Chiefs taking on the Eagles. Both of these teams coming in very hot in very dominating fashion in some ways or others. The Chiefs riding a seven-game winning streak, being able to overcome some demons, taking down Joe Burrow and the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. And then you have the Philadelphia Eagles, who since week 10 have not lost a game with Jalen Hurts as their starting quarterback. So both teams riding high, feeling good. The Eagles, I mean, Talk about crushing the competition in the NFC en route to the Super Bowl, whereas the Chiefs, a little more battle-tested, some tighter games, but they have done an excellent job in their road to the Super Bowl, and you can't take anything away from either of these two teams. Now, we'll take a look at injuries first. Now, McCold Hardman... He's been placed on IR by the Chiefs. That is something that I think is notable to watch. McCole Hardman is kind of the speed guy, the guy who was supposed to at least alleviate some of the loss of Tyreek Hill. Obviously not that player, but he is the guy that has the burners and the jets to really open up and spread things out in the passing game. Kadarius Toney is also listed as questionable as well. So missing McCole Hardman and the possibility of maybe Toney as well, while he might not be the most impactful guy that's been on this Chiefs team. He has had some spots here and there and decreasing that wide receiver depth even further is not going to help out this Chiefs team. On the flip side of things, when you're looking at the Eagles, they're dealing with some questionables as well. We have offensive tackle Lane Johnson, who's listed right now, and cornerback Avante Maddox. And then on top of that, their backup center, Cam Jurgens, a guy who looked really good in the preseason and has done a solid job whenever he's needed to come in during the season. On top of that, is also listed as questionable. So some offensive line issues and some slight concerns, but not anything too crazy. And then, of course, Avante Maddox, a big piece of that secondary that has just been so damn good over there in Philadelphia. There are some things on both sides that you really need to keep an eye on. And I guess it's a little too close to tell. We won't. I'm assuming we're not going to find out inactives until that 90-minute mark before the game. I don't really think there's any reason for either of these two teams to show their hand in terms of injuries. So just keep an eye on that. If you're somebody who's looking at you know spreads and things like that, this could shift depending on who on this list ends up not being questionable or ends up playing or is inactive, whatever it may be. Keep an eye on those things. These lines are going to move, obviously, but there are some injuries to keep an eye on. Definitely worth taking of note. Now, when we actually dive into the nitty gritty of this game, let's get into some of the details and just kind of break this game down because I have three key points that I'm looking at here that I think are going to be massive in determining how this game plays out and who eventually ends up being the winner. The first thing that I want to bring up is going to be this Chiefs number one ranked passing attack against the Philadelphia Eagles number one passing defense. 
Mahomes has 12 interceptions on the season this year. Not bad by any means, considering how many touchdowns he's thrown and just how good he has been this season. But he does need to be careful going up against this Philadelphia Eagles pass defense, which has had no problems intercepting the ball. They have 17 on the regular season. They were ranked third best in the NFL in that department. You couple that with the 78 total sacks. That's between the regular season and the postseason combined. Protecting the football and Patrick Mahomes is going to be key for the success of this Kansas City Chiefs team going up against the Eagles here. I really, really believe that when you're going up against this Eagles team, if you want to come out victorious, you need to find a way to work in that secondary and get the ball out quickly because they can four-man rush you all day and still get to the quarterback and take them down. So with that in mind, quick passing strikes from the Chiefs, play it safe, maybe be a little bit more conservative because this secondary in Philadelphia can make you pay if you give them the opportunity to. We need to make sure if we're the Kansas City Chiefs, you are not letting those tipped balls go up in the air. That I feel like is something that's kind of haunted the Chiefs the last couple of years from Tyreek Hill kind of having the problem last year before leaving Kansas City into this year as well. We've seen it a few times as well. Receivers. Do not let those balls bounce off your hands. This is not the team that you want to be letting stuff like that happen with. A second thing I'm going to be looking at here, and I think this is a really important one as well, the Kansas City Chiefs on the ground, one of the hotter teams in the back half of the season than the stats might actually tell you. The Chiefs overall this season were ranked 20th in the NFL. They were averaging about 116 yards a game. However, the numbers don't always tell the truth until you do a little bit more digging. Since week 10, all the way to the end of the season, and that's going into the playoffs as well, they've averaged about 121 yards a game. That puts them at 17th, so a little bit better, but you can go a little bit further than that. Isaiah Pacheco in that time frame is where he really started to get hot and really started to emerge as a legitimate running back one for this team. And you also have to remember Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, possibly we get a showing from him in this game and maybe he ends up being impactful on the ground as well. But Isaiah Pacheco has really turned into that guy for the Kansas City Chiefs. I've been noticing it. I, I want to say pretty much since he started to take off. I want to say around like weeks 10 to 12 when I was watching those Chiefs games I, and even all the way up through the end of this season here. I feel like I've constantly been saying Isaiah Pacheco runs harder than just about anybody I have seen in the NFL this season. It is unbelievable the way this dude runs. He just has so much burst and power in his game. He truly defines like I guess almost a three down back in a sense like he is that guy if you need him to be and it's really impressive coming from a rookie now when we talk about that 121 yards a game I just mentioned since week 10 you can inflate that number and make it look even better if you drop Denver Cincinnati and Seattle from their schedule you take those three games out that 121 a game jumps all the way up to 145 yards a game. That puts them at seventh in the NFL's uh, in terms of the NFL altogether from top to bottom. That's impressive. And why is it impressive? Because when you look at the teams that they went against that really brought those numbers down in Denver, Cincinnati, and Seattle, well, the Bengals and the Broncos. They're both top 10 run defenses this year. Of course, they're going to slow you down a little bit and have more success against you. It makes total sense. That's some of their specialty when it comes to defending the run. Now, the Seattle Seahawks, for whatever that game ended up being, the run game just did not really click there. 
Okay, so be it. So you can chalk that up. If you want to throw that in there, the number does dip down a little bit, but that was one of their better of the, that was their best of the three games in terms of rushing when you want to take out those three. The Eagles run D, and the reason I'm bringing all this up, has been about average at best to like maybe slightly above average when things were going really well. They've had a lot of games where they're allowing like 105 plus yards a game. So if you're the Eagles going into this game here, obviously the threat of Patrick Mahomes is there, but you need to be able to slow down this running game, especially if you're really doing well through the air. But, you know, maybe Isaiah Pacheco is hitting you for a consistent four, four, maybe four and a half yards or so per carry. You do not want to go all in on defending that pass, but then come up short and allow the Chiefs to control the football, keep the ball away from your offense, and just ground and pound you into submission. It's one of those things that I think is getting a little bit overlooked because it's Patrick Mahomes and this offense and Travis Kelsey, and he's figured it out with Tyree, without Tyreek Hill and all the flash and just conversation surrounding the Chiefs passing game. It is being overlooked, and I definitely think it's something that is worth mentioning. The Eagles cannot overlook the success that the Chiefs have been finding on the ground in the back half of this season since Isaiah Pacheco has emerged as a threat in the running back spot. Keep an eye on that during this game, because if Pacheco starts going off and he's rumbling for, you know, 110, 20, 30 yards in that game, it could pose a serious problem for the Eagles. The third thing that I want to bring up here is the conversion battle between these two teams. This one, I think, is really going to kind of determine how things play out. And it typically always does because it's important. But not just because third down and winning third down is key to extending drives. And obviously, the team that typically, for the most part, not always, but for the most part, the team that's winning the third down battle is typically coming out the victor. They're controlling the ball. They're moving the chains. They're typically holding on to the ball longer, playing the keep away and putting up points on the board or at least getting themselves in a position to put up those points. Typically, you're winning third down. You're winning games. However, when you really look at the numbers, we're talking fourth down. Both of these teams, very successful when it comes to those gutsy fourth down calls. The Eagles are fourth best in the NFL when it comes to fourth downs, as they are with third down as well. The Chiefs, second best in the NFL in terms of converting those fourth downs. Same with their third down conversions as well. This will come into a play, and this has come into the play, come into play for the Philadelphia Eagles in a lot of their games this year. The Chiefs, the way I look at them on fourth down, they do an excellent job of converting when it's necessary for them. They're 10 for 13 on those fourth downs. It's about 79% conversion rate. You're literally converting at that point pretty much four out of every five third down or fourth down attempts you're going for, essentially. And then when you look at the Eagles, while they're obviously really good at doing it, I look at them more as they're the gutsy team, the team that is not afraid to go for it on fourth down because they know that they can beat you. For as good as that 79% is of the Kansas City Chiefs, you look at what the Eagles have done this year. They are currently 25 of 35. And these numbers for fourth down include both the regular season and postseason. Let me just make sure I throw that in there so you know where these numbers are coming from. But the Eagles are 25 of 35 in the fourth down department. That is insane. That is a about 71% conversion rate. 
How on earth are you pulling off that? That is better than Madden numbers right there. 71% and that's on 35 tries this year. Now you can say what you want. One of those last week was that big fourth down play to Devontae Smith. That was an incompletion, but no, nobody saw the incompletion before they got the snap off and kept the drive rolling against the 49ers. But regardless of that, if you want to take that one away, okay, so be it. 34 of 20, or excuse me, 24 of 34. It is impressive what both of these teams can do on fourth down. And I really and truly think that it's going to come down to a gutsy play call or two here or there on fourth down for either of these two teams. And whoever fails those big time conversions that they need, that they've been making all season long when necessary, might be the determining factor in how this game plays out and also who comes out the victor. So keep an eye on those third and fourth downs. Both of these teams are really good at converting successfully and moving those chains when they need it. Now, when you look at the betting odds for this game here, I want to make sure we dive into this a little bit before we wrap up this whole preview. Right now, at the time of me recording this, which is 3.03 p.m. on February 9th, the Eagles are sitting at minus one and a half as favorites, and the over-under sits at 51. So a slightly higher scoring of an affair. I could definitely see the 51 being hit because you have yourself an Eagles team that is very good at scoring, 28.1 points a game. That's third best in the league, going up against a Kansas City Chiefs team that is first in the NFL with 29.2 points scored per game. Both of these teams can put the ball in the end zone and get points on the board at will. However, I also feel like this is a game where defenses are a little bit better than some people are obviously paying attention to because so much conversation is surrounding the quarterbacks and their offenses. I think that there is a solid shot that the under gets hit, especially with this one being 51. Now, how do we get there? It really just it's really going to boil down to are we going to see a handful of field goals by any chance? Are these teams going to be able to finish their drives? Are the front sevens going to be able to shut down the passing game? There's going to be a lot that plays into this here. But you look at the Eagles, and I already mentioned it, 78 sacks on the year. They can definitely slow down a passing attack if they need to. And the Chiefs, funny enough, sitting behind them, they're the number two team in sacks this year. And a lot of people don't seem to talk about that. And I think it's something that... When you look at the Chiefs, you think they're offense, 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 so people don't give the defense quite the love it deserves, but their defensive front, nothing to laugh at by any means. They're a very dominant group themselves. Again, they're second in the league in sacks, so definitely not just something you can gloss over and not you know account for. Now, when I look at that like minus one and a half for the Eagles, the way I see this game is it, while it is minus one and a half, it almost feels like a pick em kind of game because if you're somebody that's looking at this game, you either firmly believe that you think the Eagles can get it done or you firmly believe that the Chiefs are going to get it done. If someone's losing, could I see it by one point? Absolutely. If you're, if we're talking like, let's say a, like a 28 to 27 victory, so like, you know, a weird two point conversion happens here or there because the Eagles aren't afraid to go for it for two. If they, both of these teams honestly aren't afraid to go for two, both offenses are explosive enough and powerful enough that Either team, I'm sure, would feel confident going for two in a random situation here or there to really flex their muscles if they'd like to in this game. And then, you know, you get yourself in a situation where, say, it's like 27-25, someone kicks a field goal for the win with time expiring. I could see something like that. So, I mean, realistically, if you're betting the spread, I feel like you're not necessarily playing for that one and a half point. 
you're just picking based off of who you think is going to win this game. And I'm no gambler by any means. Do not take this as like prime betting advice. That's just kind of how I look at this game. I really think it is a matter of who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to lose kind of deal? Now, as for the over-under, my score prediction and the winner of this game, the way I see this game playing out, it's going to be tight. I think the defenses might show up a little bit more than some people have thought or expect to, just because, again, there's so much conversation around these two offenses here, but you cannot ignore what both of these teams' defenses have done. The Eagles are definitely a more threatening unit, I would say, overall, just because of how great their secondary is. There's just veterans all over the place. You have really good guys in that backfield, and then, again, the four-man rush is incredible for them. They can still get after the quarterback, and they don't have the blitz, and so they can just drop seven, drop eight, hell, if they really needed to. So I think this one ends up being a slightly more defensive game. Like I said, over under at 51. Could I see the over getting hit? Sure. But I actually kind of like the under on this one here. And for my victor and the final score for me, the way I see this game finishing up, I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles 24 to 21. And that means I'm picking the under on this game here. I really feel like the defenses in this game are going to show up and it's going to be a battle. And when I see 24-21, I'm thinking like Eagles have to grind a final drive to get themselves in a field goal position and they're booting one for three to take the victory. Heck, maybe it even goes into overtime. We're looking at 21-21 and the Eagles come away with a final field goal to win the game, whatever it may be. But I definitely think this game is close. I don't expect the blowout. You're going to have two really good offenses facing two really good defenses. It's going to come down to who makes those big-time conversions, who can disrupt the quarterback the most, and for the running game, can the Chiefs slow down that insane attack that the Eagles boast, and can the Eagles, whose run D has not necessarily been the most threatening, again, average at best, somewhere around there, maybe slightly above, can they slow down a Kansas City Chiefs rushing attack that has been a little bit hotter than I think it gets credit for? But that's my preview. Those are my picks and predictions. I would love to hear what you all think in the comment section down below. I appreciate you for watching. If you've been watching my picks all year, I thank you so much for joining me each and every single week. We're obviously going to be talking all the way through the offseason. I've got USFL stuff coming out as well. So if you're interested in spring football, I'm covering the USFL on top of the NFL as we roll through the NFL's offseason. So do not go anywhere. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you continue to tune in. But that is it for me. I will see you all next time. Have a good one.